Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone out there listening to Rambling About Racing. If you're on the way to the famed Talladega Super Speedway where Charlie Austin and I were last year having a great time but not this year unfortunately however i am joined with one third of that crew charlie Herkus back on the show charlie how's it been man it's been pretty good trying to have a decent season myself and boy it just hadn't turned out like yeah that. catch us up I, on I just, that because for all of you out there who haven't been into the weeds here at rambling about racing like i said two weeks ago i've made some choices that i feel like in hindsight, weren't the best choices. And since then, Charlie and Austin haven't been on the show, and Austin couldn't make it today, by the way. His wife had a surgery of some kind, so send your thoughts and prayers over there to the Reeves family as they go go through that. I didn't hear anything outside of that, so I'm thinking no news is good news. But, yeah, Charlie, uh, again, for those of you who don't know, Charlie races in the Cup Light Series there at the South Alabama Speedway at in Alabama. Tell us about your season, man. You, you said it wasn't the best of season, and no, it definitely wasn't. No, yeah, it's been it's been crap. And just when I thought we hit on something, it it took an, it it took a complete one eighty. Just couldn't figure it out. The car's just wrecking tight, wrecking loose. You know, it it, it didn't matter. So I kind of made the call. Just to, let's go ahead. I wasn't competing for any type of points this year or anything like that. I was nowhere near in the picture. So I, you know what? Let's just hang it up. Let's not take a chance, go out there, wreck anything, make things worse than they already are, and we'll regroup for next year. So, And I feel like sometimes that's the way it goes in racing. Sometimes you have to just take the losses as they come and look towards next season while everybody else is what running their equipment and working on this season. Yeah, I mean, luckily for Roy, uh, the car owner, he's got a car still running. A very, very good chance of – winning the points this year so you know good for him on that and we'll just the 83 will regroup and just be ready for next year i'm, I'm not going to push it this year all right well i i hope that you have a good next season i'm unfortunate that you had this season to go but hey man thanks for joining us this week i know for those of you who listen regularly it's been weird since the since we've had pretty much everybody on and it was just one of those things where 
we just had. It was just, it was what it was. And especially with me sitting there for 30 minutes going, oh, yeah, and Max Verstappen might win. Yeah, that's boring. That's boring. <laughs> has he, he, he hasn't wrapped up already this year, He hasn't he? wrapped up. He should wrap up. Not this weekend. There's no race this weekend, Formula One race. However, they they are racing, I believe, in Qatar here in the next couple weeks. And they're and, and and he should be able to wrap it up. They did wrap up the construction championship, that being Red Bull. So that's gotcha. That is what it is when it comes to that. But glad you're here, buddy. And and glad you everybody out there is tuning in, whether you're on the way to Talladega, like I said, or gonna be watching the Talladega races from your comfort of your home wherever you are in the world really do appreciate the fact that you're here and charlie we got some news to talk about yeah so let's talk about let's talk about the news all right the news of auto racing here and we have a couple stories here one that you sent to me here uh sammy smith to drive the junior motorsports number eight car in the 2024 season what do you think good bad for junior motorsports I, honestly, I think it's good for junior motorsports and maybe not so good for Joe Gibbs being that Nemechek has a cup ride for next year with Legacy and he would have quite possibly been the front man for uh, Joe Gibbs racing. But hey, be that as it may be, he, he'll be running a Chevrolet with junior motorsports next year. Which is a pipeline to many good teams like Mainly Hendrick Motorsports there. Yeah, if if he's looking at the big picture, then he's made the right call. And my question to you is this, and we talked about this yesterday when we were were kind of uh, throwing around show notes and stuff. Does that that put more pressure on Brandon Jones? Because he hasn't really come into junior motorsports swinging for the fences. Like, uh, Sammy Smith hasn't either. He has a couple wins, but he's not really consistent. Josh Berry, we all thought would do way better than he's been doing this year. And Justin Allgaier is doing what Justin Allgaier does best and consistently running. And if he doesn't wreck, he has a good car. And if nothing bad happens, he has a good car and a chance to possibly win every weekend, I feel. But does that put more pressure on the rest of the Joe Gibbs drive, or not the Joe Gibbs, the junior motorsports drivers? Because Josh Berry's out at the end of this season. He's being moved up. But that's about it. The rest of the stable is going to stay the same with Allgaier being the leader of that stable and drivers like Brandon Jones who need a good season in order to stay in a competitive ride like that in the Xfinity Series. Yes and no. Uh, I say yes because I think everybody thought he would run better than what he has this year with Junior Motorsports. I say no because, yeah, he hadn't ran that great, but, I mean, let's face it. Josh Berry really hadn't been up to par this year either. No, he hasn't. And Sam, Sam Mayer's looked up on a couple of wins. Allgaier consistently runs towards the front, has won a few races this year. So I don't know that it's going to put more pressure on him. I, I, I could see where it would for him personally. But at the same time, I think it's going to want to make the race team better. Look, we haven't had a good year. Let's regroup our second year together. It's going to be better. So, because I'm one that fully expected him to win a couple of races this year, and it hadn't happened. I, yeah, I expected him to do way better than he has, and unfortunately, he hasn't produced. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think 
that could be a growing pain issue. That could be a lot of things issue, but it's definitely one of those things that's in the back of, I feel everybody's head going in. That's a big fan of junior motorsports. So surprisingly enough, it might surprise everybody out there. I am a fan of junior motorsports. I really do like that organization and, and I want to see him do well there, but people need to step up. And I'm afraid Sammy Smith might be getting in over his head, but he's going in a, a, a true winning car in a winning organization, we'll have to wait and see till 2024. Yeah, you, you're right. They That organization is a powerhouse. They had, what, three people in the playoffs last year? Yeah. and, and um, I know they only had well, – well, no, they had three this year. Barry yep, made it. Barry made it, yeah. And, so, and Justin but they had two is, going into the Final Four or something. Yeah, and somehow they always lose it. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think – I think their last <laughs> – I think their last championship was back when Chase Elliott won it. If, yeah, I'm not mistaken, right. if I'm not mistaken, if I am, be sure to tell me on Twitter or X or whatever. That would have been around like 16, 17, right. something like that. Yeah, that was a while ago. But anything else about Sammy Smith here? No, I reckon that rounds that up. All right. Second piece of news we have here. Kyle Busch Motorsports sold or is being sold to Spire Motorsports. This is kind of out of the blue, a a organization with over 100 truck series wins by far the powerhouse of the truck series maybe not so much this year with all that support that they that Kyle Busch had from Toyota in the past still a winning organization there in the truck series a powerhouse organization a well-established organization there in the truck series going to Spire Motorsports is this just a Changing of Kyle Bush's mentality growing as his family grows and everything grows because I I feel like just looking at it that his family's growing. He's got to cut something. You might as well get some money there and put it towards another house or or something for the kids in order for them to grow. That's what I'm thinking. It's just something had to go and Kyle Bush Motorsports was the easiest thing to let go of. I. I guess I could see that aspect. Uh, you know, Kyle got rid of his late model program some years back. There's nothing really in between the, the, the super late model program he had and the truck series. Maybe it is just, you know, growing pains for the most part. And I, I don't, it's like you said, I don't think he gets the backing from Chevrolet like he had from Toyota, but I don't, I wouldn't see that, you know, stopping him from having a truck series team. So there's definitely other, other, thoughts and plans in place and maybe spire you know let's face it they sucked in the cup series no they're not horrible in the cup series i think their their pro- program is turning around very slowly but it is turning around i mean are, they're a d plus c minus team at best let's give it that the only shots they have at winning maybe a road course and definitely tracks like daytona and talladega right so here's my theory could this be the start of Spire Motorsports transitioning to a truck series where they could probably be a little more competitive, you know, win some races, and maybe Bush pulling a Hamlin and Keselowski and stuff and maybe starting a Cup Series team later on? Right. I, I would just have to say, and, and there might be a door to that because when the, the next piece of news here is that Ryan Priest re-signed with Stuart Haas Racing for next season, but I have a caveat to that. Could we see Stuart Haas Racing go down to a two-car organization with both Priest and Briscoe with Harvick and allegedly Amarolo leaving at the end of the 2023 season? Could that be an opportunity for well, a couple Cup Series be, starters to come up? 
being that Josh Berry's already signed with them, I could see them maybe going down to a three car next year. That's but right, that Josh. Probably, Barry, that's Josh Berry did sign with him. That was a while ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, so he's going to be taking. Know, the I can definitely spot. see a three car organization, and maybe they could put their, you know, put a little more focus on those three rather than spreading it to four and and be a little more competitive. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, they definitely haven't had the best of year. Well, uh, this year and, and, and Priest Priest has had good runs, but golly, he's got bad luck. Right, right. He has, and and it's just one of those things where I feel like ultimately an organization like Joe Gibbs Racing, I guess maybe you could say Hendrick, but maybe not Hendrick. They got all their ducks in a row, it seems like. But we used to see Roush Racing have four cars in the field, and if I remember right, it was Jeff Burden, Mark Martin, Greg Biffle, and somebody else back in the early oh, and, and Kurt, you know, Kurt Bush back in the early two uh, thousands, yeah. Back yeah, that's who Kurt Busch won his. Uh, that's where he won his one and only title. cup yep. in 2004. And, and after that, we saw that organization just pretty much unravel around itself. It just wasn't good for business to, to keep four cars in that stable. And now with Kozlowski taking the reins, it's, it is now two-car organization. And they're building it back up. And, and they really are. I think they're... They're going to go pretty far in these playoffs if everything falls into place for them. We'll get more into that here as we preview Talladega and talk about Texas. But, man, yeah, I, I think two cars is, like, perfect. Three cars maybe, but four cars, I think you just got your your line spread too thin. You you really have to have your stuff together to to be able to run four cars and, and run all of them. Consistently. Competitively. Because, I, I right. mean, I'm, I'll say it with Hendrick Motorsports. Bowman hadn't been there this year. Now Elliot hadn't either to to what you're used to seeing him run, maybe. But Bowman's he's been the you know the uh, Achilles heel, so to speak, of uh, of that. Well, I should say Achilles heel. Right. That makes it sound like a strength, but he's been the black sheep of that family. One might argue, and I, if you listen to guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast talk about Bristol when Chase Elliott was introduced there at Bristol, he got a lot of booze. And that's something you don't yeah. hear a lot being NASCAR's most popular driver. Now, are there people like me out there who just can't stand Chase Elliott just for the fact that he is NASCAR's most popular driver? Absolutely. Well, I have a beer with him? Absolutely. But for me to cheer for him and buy his merchandise unless he wins the race or I owe you a koozie like after the Roval a couple years ago, yeah, I'm not going to go up there and buy his stuff. But at the same time, there are a lot of people who like him. There are a lot of people who don't like him. And the problem with Chase Elliott and Bowman this season was they both got hurt outside of the Cup Series. Elliott Elliott snowboarding and getting hurt, which happens. And then Bowman in a sprint car accident, hurting his back, breaking his back. Yep. So it it was really, if you want to just put it like this, extracurricular activities. And the guys from Blind Spotting put it the best. They said a lot of people buy tickets just to watch Chase Elliott race. He's NASCAR's most popular driver. Well, he went it, and they they made a good point. Well, he won it this year. Maybe Kevin Harvick just to, because he's going out. Maybe I doubt it. But people save up money to go watch that guy race. When he we were, when we were there last year at Talladega, he got a lot of cheers, and I think I was the only one there. I don't know if you remember that I was the only one. Probably well, I would never remember. Well. You and Austin and, and Eddie 
If you guys, uh, we should have taken a picture of the beers before you guys came in. Because holy moly, that was a lot of beers. They just, uh, they just had you guys just had a lot, but it was a, a cascade of cheers. But now I think we're starting to see a shift here. And it's like, hey man, pay attention to your racing. Because you're right, Chase Elliott hasn't been there all season, mm-hmm. or else we'd be talking about him in the playoffs. I really think we would. Yeah, no, you're right, uh, but. <laughs> I guess I'll argue the extracurricular from, from two points. The first point is the year Kyle Larson wasn't in the Cup Series, you know, the suspension for stupid stuff. He did all kinds of racing outside of it, and he said, he's like, listen, that year has probably benefited him more for his Cup Series uh, racing than anything just for the fact of how much he raced. So I, I do think that the outside stuff is helpful when it comes to the Cup Series. Now, your priorities still need to be in line. Don't get me wrong. You don't need to focus more outside of the Cup Series. Being at the Cup Series is your job. That's what you're getting paid for. The second off is I could walk outside and go check my mailbox and get hit by a car and be out for seven or eight races. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. You know, snowboarding, freak accident. Bowman, okay, a little more chances there, being it was in you know behind the wheel of a, of a race car and stuff. But still, anything could happen to any one of them at any time during the season, and they'd be out some races. So I, I say I could right. see it, but I've never been in that boat to the mental aspect of it of of coming back and all that. Now we saw Kyle Busch do it, yeah. Uh, Yep, we did. And Eric Amarolo is another one that comes to mind who broke his back yeah. in a cup car at, I believe it was Kansas. Yep. So there, there's pros and cons, but I think the pros far outweigh the cons on, on, on that. Yeah, and then I see your point. That's a good point there. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, going back to our original spot, I, I totally forgot Barry was signed for Stuart Haas Racing. I think they need a – when and when and I, he's taking Harvick's car, I take it. When Almirola leaves, he needs to. Stewart and Gene Haas need to say, "Okay, we're a three car organization now." Yeah, I think it would be a wise move. Let, less is more, at that yep. point. All right, in the last piece of news here, and, and even though the 2024 schedule hasn't come out yet, it traditionally comes out this about around this time. October is a very late drop for the schedule, and I have a feeling. And I really do have a feeling that once this episode comes out on Friday, that everybody's going to know what the schedule is, and every and, and the guys from Blind Spotting will take it at that point. But a big piece of news just that came out here regarding that uh, twenty twenty four will bring back the Indianapolis Oval, so they're done with the road course there in Indianapolis, going back to the Oval. So that adds what a lot of people, including myself, think is a crown jewel back into the crown of the NASCAR top four, which is would be the Daytona 500, Southern 500, Bristol, uh, probably Talladega, I think, is one of the four. Now the Indianapolis Oval back. Good good move for NASCAR, bad move for NASCAR. What do you think, Charlie? No, I, I like to move. Uh, now, and, and that's coming from a guy that I, I enjoyed the road course racing. I, I do. Uh, you know, I may be one of the few that do, but the road course racing the past few years has been – really good with that being said i'm not a fan of the indianapolis road course i i do think they took away from that track by getting rid of the brickyard 400 and i'm happy to see it come back 
especially with this car and how the mile and a half tracks have picked up a lot. Uh, you know, I, I think we'll see some some really good racing next year at that track. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Charlie, but my biggest concern is this. I think the downfall of the the road course there in Indianapolis had to do with them pushing back the restart zone from the ex, the last exit there in the corner to the chicane there. And I understand why they did it to fan it out instead instead of making a, a, a traffic jam right there in the turn one, which I enjoy. I think that's a good overtaking opportunity. But it, two, I, I really do think it brings back a, a crown jewel, but I am afraid that if it does go back, and I think it will be the, this way regardless if it's, a, if it's a monster race or not, that if if somebody sees something wrong, like heaven forbid we have a tire issue there, mm-hmm. or heaven forbid it, the, it, the racing isn't good in the Gen 7 car, you name it, heaven forbid it's not good, and then all of a sudden NASCAR fans will be screaming, but well, we want the road course back. Uh, you know, but I'd I, say I, I, I yes. See, I, I could see that. But at the same time, we saw so many tire issues with Texas the past few years, but well, yet yeah. this past weekend was up, up fairly good race yeah in this past week and the tire issues had to deal with crews not securing the tires to the car which is, we'll, we'll, we'll get into when we talk about taxes which yeah which means they've actually kind of worked some problems out hopefully so right. maybe we won't see that but I, I i hope that that nascar fans from here on out realize how good they have it in the moment instead of asking for something else getting it and going no we want we want this back because yeah. I mean, you could use that in any aspect of your life. I want something better. The grass is always greener on the other side. Negative, Ghost Rider. It is not always greener on the other side. And there's always something out there that you could say, I, I wish this could change or that could change or something like that. But I, I feel like appreciate what you have now. The fact that we have Texas here, if they even change it up or it goes away, some people are going to go, wow, I miss Texas. Yeah, I mean, you're never going to be able to have your cake and eat it, too. You're just going to take what's given to you and go with it. And not everybody's going to be happy with every decision NASCAR makes, us us especially. I know we've criticized NASCAR here. Bunch of woke liberals. Yeah, NASCAR better be careful or else they're going to lose a lot of money here and and people are going to start watching the Cars Tour or something like that or ARCA or ARCA's NASCAR. They'll start really paying more attention to the, the grassroots rate uh, racing and stuff like that. Which I think everybody should. I mean, if you have the opportunity to go like you there at the South Alabama Speedway, go there. That's a fun time. There's always so many interesting people you could It was real fun to not you came. Yeah, I mean, I remember <laughs> if you go back and I think it's Saturday Night Fight Night, go back and listen to that episode. That was a fun oh, episode. Man. It, it, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, that was that was the last time I was down there about a little over a year ago, but yeah, that was fun. I mean, grassroots racing is where it's at. I I feel there's just so much money in politics and stuff right there in the Cup Series and the higher level stuff. It's just a lot of money. Yeah, but uh, that's yep. that's you all are correct. That's all the news I have. Uh, do you have anything else? I, I, you know, I'm not sure if I've already talked about it or not, but you know, Noah Gregson got reinstated. Yep, reinstated. I talked about that last week, wondering where okay. he would go. And I'm thinking maybe an Xfinity team, if not a Truck Series team. But I, mean, I, I could see, yeah, I really could see Truck Series. Um, ha, has Reckley re-signed anybody? I, I can't remember. From Matty D being gone? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I, I was thinking maybe he'd just slip into Matty D's spot because I don't know where Matty D's going at. For <laughs> you know, 
speaking of that, and I, I don't want to get way off topic or anything, but you, you, you love him or you hate him when it comes to Maddie D. But part of me is like, did did he do this so that you know that he did he make this announcement or whatever, and it come back to bite him, or he knew it would come back to bite him so that he could play the victim in this whole situation of him not being back next year. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I hate to say that, but I, I guess I could see that side of it too. Yeah. Cause there's politics and everything. Yeah, there, there is. And I don't know with Matty D. I don't, I, I wish I could say he he's on the bigger and better things, but I think his one win last year at Talladega in the truck series was his golden moment. That was his yeah. spotlight of his career. And now Matty D is just going to just float away. Yeah. Eventually he's just going to go away, and then you, and then we're just going to bring it up one day, sitting around the fire pit out of the race. Hey, you guys remember Matt Benedetto? Yeah, and that, that's it. That's about all yep. the talk you can have of Matt Benedetto. Unfortunately, unless something else comes down the line, wish him the best of luck. Not holding my breath though. But yeah, that's all the news we have. You want to go ahead and get into Hey Man? Yeah, let's do it. Folks, it's been a while since I did an update on our stores at Teespring and Bonfire, but guess what? They're still there. All your latest and greatest rambling about racing merchandise from t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, so much more can be found at teespring.com and our Bonfire stores. Just follow the links in the the podcast description, or I guess we could say YouTube descriptions as well if you're watching us on YouTube. And head over there to our stores, and you can find all the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, including our lineup from Bonfire, our anyone but lineup. Yes, our anyone but lineup. If you don't like, if you don't like a driver, buy the shirt that you say anyone but my personal favorite, Chase Elliott, and go ahead and wear that around the track. And you might have to buy a beer or two for people, but hey, it's all in good fun here. We're all race fans here. Head over to those stores. That's Teespring and Bonfire. Again, links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions. Go check them out. All right, before we continue on here with this episode, wanted to tell you, remind everyone out there about our partnership with Devo's Outdoor Lining, where you could get any type of lining for any type of situation that you will need, whether it's tailgating, camping, emergency roadside stuff. Devo's Outdoor Lining has you covered. Been a proud partner of the show for a year now, and I figured with all their help and generosity for the show, they deserve their own ad read, and so I'm going to give it to them right now. Head over to DevosOutdoor.com, use discount code RAMBLING at checkout, and you will receive 10% off of your order. And that would not only help us out here at Rambling About Racing, but you get quality lights for any situation that you will need. Again, whether it's tailgating, outdoor barbecue, camping, you name it, you Devil's Outdoor Lining has you covered as far as illumination for your party or emergency roadside situation. Not hoping that you'll get into that. But Devil's Outdoor Lighting has you covered. Links for those can be also be found in the podcast description and YouTube description should you be watching us on YouTube. So head over to DevilsOutdoor.com. Use discount code RAMBLIN for 10% off your order. Hey, man.
Hey, man. And hey, man, here at Ramblin' About Racing is always presented by Devos Outdoor Lighting. Head over to devosoutdoor.com for 10% off using discount code Ramblin' at checkout for all your outdoor lighting needs. All right, Charlie. Talking about this the past weekend's race at Texas for the Cup and Xfinity races. How do you like the weekend overall? Overall, I thought it was, you know, good weekend. I mean, there was a lot of hard racing and for a change during the mile and a half races, there was quite a few cautions. There was quite a few cautions for in for as hot it was. And I, I, the announcers made a field day out of this, especially for the cup series. A lot of people there really good to see this stands full. I think there are people starting to realize and hear whispers that Texas might go away if people don't start showing up. Yeah. And so they're like, well, we don't want that to happen. It's one of those things we talked about earlier. Appreciate what you have now. Vice, Four years from now, realizing, man, we made a mistake in getting rid of that. But, yeah, overall, good race weekend. The Xfinity Series with Nemechek winning and the Cup Series with William Byron stealing a win, I would say, making it his sixth career win of the season. Not sixth career win, but sixth win of the 2023 season. Definitely someone to watch out for. And Rick Hendricks' 300th win. Now, yeah, big big weekend for that organization, no doubt. Very much so. Now, now, if Preston were normally here, he would know what's coming up next. I'm going to do a quick pop quiz here, Charlie. Okay. Who is the most winningest driver in Hendrick Motorsports' history? Let's see here. Cole Trickle. Close. Didn't, <laughs> didn't even make the list. No, that would be Jeff Gordon with 93, Jimmy Johnson 10 behind him at 83. Tied for yeah. tied with nine wins. This is crazy here. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Tim Richmond, and Daryl Waltrip. You you pretty much have a whole history of uh, Hall of Famers here. Yeah, yeah, no doubt there. I figured it was between Gordon and and, and Johnson. I, yep. I couldn't remember the, close, the win stats on either one of them. The, but the closest to them is the driver in third right now in the standings, and that's Chase Elliott with eighteen wins. Jerry Nadeau with one. We had him on the show. He won Atlanta in 2000. Brian, Man, I didn't realize Chase Elliott had won that many times. With yeah. The Kyle Busch only won four races. Mark Martin won five when he was on that tear. Casey Kane, this is surprising, won six races. And the driver who really elevated Hendrick Motorsports to where they are now and got him off started, Jeff, Jeffrey Bodine, with seven wins. Uh, Terry Labonte with 12, which is surprising. I thought he had a lot more wins than that with Hendrick yeah. Motorsports and Kyle Larson was 16 after that terror in 2021 or it was it 20. No, it was 2021 that he, he won all those races. So yeah, very much history there. Congratulations to Rick Hendrick on win number 300, Mr. 300 himself, Rick Hendrick. I I've seen his drivers win a number of races, not as many as Joe Gibbs, but the junior Gordon, Let's see here. Who else did I see win with Hendrick Elliott a couple times? So, yeah, I've seen Hendrick Motorsports in, in victory lane a couple times there. But, yeah, Texas overall was a good race weekend. And, again, I think I think it's just more so now that we're in the playoffs, we're seeing in, in the playoff drivers more highlighted. A lot of playoff drivers had issues. Kyle yeah, Busch had, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Even the first race this year. Yeah, at, at Darlington. And, and Kyle Busch had issues this past weekend at Texas didn't finish and that put him way below the cut line. Kyle Larson, they're racing with Bubba Wallace wrecked and didn't finish. And William Byron took it. Now 
what's crazy is drivers not doing well, like I would say, and, and it was just one race. But I, I think the driver that surprised me most who isn't doing well, that's yeah, a lot of people expected, is a driver like Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. Who rebounded here after this past week and still had issues, but rebounded here to put himself a little above the cut line by 19 points. But he's still looking at a, oh my gosh, you know, I have to go through Talladega, I have to go through the Roval, which now William Byron doesn't have to worry about. Kyle Larson was hoping he didn't have to worry about it sweeping the first race of each round. Man, that was dominant too. And boy, he just, you want to talk about bad luck? That Joker hit a piece of marble the wrong way and it was gone. <laughs> now, now, and let me ask you this, and I know you're not the biggest Bubba Wallace fan. You can go back and listen to any episode that. Uh, you were previously a part of here, and and you, you people just know. Okay, this guy's not a fan of Bubba Wallace. Now you got to give it to him. I don't know. No, what, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. He, he, can, he had a good Texas race. Yeah, he, well, he, not only that, he's been having a good playoffs. I feel he hasn't been any any type of issue. And I'm knocking on wood for all the Wallace fans out there. He hasn't had any type of issue running consistently, doing what he needs to do. But he, in order for him to win a championship, a lot of people say you need to lose a championship. And our colleagues over there at, at Blind Spotting were saying that he needs to win a race in order to be a contender, not just for the round of eight, but for the final four coming up here in Phoenix in a few weeks. Do you think that? Do you think that's the case, or can he race his way into the round of four? Oh, I, or is it too early to tell? I don't see him racing his way into the round of four, and I would give him more credit this year because he's had a better year. I will say that, but it's been thanking everybody else for all the other drivers for where all the other drivers bad luck for where he's at. Right. I, you know, yeah, he had a good race, but then in the post race interview, it was poor pitiful me. Yeah. I, so I, I think I, a little I, bit of humility would help Bubba Wallace a lot. It would uh, it, no doubt would. But I, I think, uh, yeah, I think he is, he's someone to keep an eye on. I might, he might not be a favorite for the championship. In fact, like like we talked about after the, what was it, Bristol here, a lot of brackets got messed up. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and uh, and mine included, because I wasn't expecting Logano to be booted out. I wasn't expecting Bubba Wallace to make it, nor I wasn't expecting Harvick to be booted out. But, I mean, it is what it is there when it comes to that. But just looking at the standings right now, the extra, the expanded standings here for the cup series the driver who sticks out to most to me is probably chris busher though he doesn't though he has three wins which is amazing in itself after his second year organization with that team and 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 brad kozlowski taking it eight top fives 14 top tens which isn't as much as denny hamlin or william byron but only one dnf compared to ham hamlin's two and william byron's three and surprisingly enough, Kyle Larson seven. That's a lot of races to miss right there. If you ask me, and not finish right there uh, is seven, yeah. and, and that's not championship caliber. Unless I mean, but I mean, the Roval, anything can happen. Talladega, can anything can happen. But it's just one of those things. I think I, my eye is on Busher right now as a dark horse favorite. Yeah, to, I, to I could see that. Hit him walk off. And yeah, and let's 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 look at Keselowski too. I mean, we're going into a few tracks that he's he's pretty decent at. Yeah. He has, like, I don't think he's finished outside the top 10 the past, what, five races, six races? Right. Some, I don't have those stats in front of me, but he does have quite a number of top fives, top tens, no wins. And he's the only one 
besides Bubba Wallace, who does not have a win this season. Yet he's running consistently up there with the knock on the door with two tracks, like you said, he's coming up to. He's won at Talladega a couple times. He's won at Talladega to win his way into the next round. Right, and the Roval, he's run well there. And if you remember the the inaugural Roval, he was positioned to win, and then he just overdrove it into turn one, and I was pretty pissed off about that (laughs) watching it. But I I think just looking at it, going into Talladega coming up here, there's a lot. The only person who's not worried is William Byron. He could sleep easy the next couple weekends and just enjoy himself, go out there for a trophy. And if it's too crazy, especially at Talladega, I'm just going to get out of it. I'll be there at the end. Going back to Texas here, a lot of drivers had issues. William Byron sneaking his way in. I I feel like he kind of was at the right place at the right time and did well there. But in John Hunter Nemechek, but before we get into Talladega and you might have to look it up here out of all three series, truck Xfinity and cup, who you looking at here for, a favorite of going into the championship at Phoenix. You, you know, I'm I'm hoping, yeah, Nemechek won. But as far as the Xfinity series goes, it's going to boil down to Nemechek or uh, Allgaier. I, that, that's yep. my two. And, yes, Nemechek is one. But we're going to a lot of what-if tracks in the next few weeks. It, it's anybody's game. Uh, and, but either way, I feel like those two will be – uh, they'll be in the final four. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think my if you're if you're betting something, you bet your money on Nemechek. If you're a long if you're a long gamer, Justin Allgaier, who's never I believe I don't think he's ever won a championship, but I think he's poised to do it this season if he plays his cards right. I think if he's going to do it this year's his year. Yep, I, it's it's now or never for Allgaier for the Truck Series. However. I'm looking at it's tough because it's so tight. If you're looking at just a cutoff line from the round of eight, and they're not racing this weekend, but you got everybody up there in finger, Hoskovar, Eckes, and Heim with three wins in the season, very consistent. But the driver that sticks out to me with no DNS, very consistent, is that number 23 car, Grandin Infinger. That's my pick. And that's not only from a, hey, GMS is going away. Let's sit him out with a bang. But just from the fact that he he's been there and he's proven that he he deserves a championship. It's just a matter of when it's going to come, and this year could be his year. Yep, and I I think uh, only time will tell. But I think it is his year. Just like all guyer, he's it's his to lose. And in for the Cup Series, I think I already mentioned it. Chris Busher. I I I I'd love to see Hamlin win a championship, and I think he knows how to win a championship. But going back on it, he's lost it so many ways. Could even find another way to lose it this year. But Chris Busher is the guy to definitely keep your eye on. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, so. and, and then with all the drive with Talladega and Roval coming up, by far the two biggest wild cards in the in the playoffs here. Who's more at risk? Who's the most at risk for? Facing elimination here at UC. Oh, man. I'm going to have to. Let's see. Let's, let me look at the standings here. Uh, so we got playoffs. And, oh, man. It's tough. because it, it is. But I, as much as I hate to say it, I think Kyle's out after this round. Uh, he's sitting last right now. Tyler Davis, a big what if. But he's won and, there. He's won and, there. And he has. 
but Ford and Toyota ha- has been strong recently at the Super Speedways. Either Bubba Wallace or Tyler Reddick one is out out of those two Toyota cars, and I feel like it's most likely Wallace just because of the Roval and, and Tyler Reddick being way more way more talented on the road courses than Wallace is. Uh, as far as the people that are in top eight right now, I, I don't. You know, Byron's good, man. I, I could see it's tough. I could see. Uh, yeah, I could see Christopher Bell and Martin Truex dropping after this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Truex, hit or miss, man, especially this season. Yep, because I, I see where Ross Chastain, Keselowski, and Larson, I feel like they're going to be towards the front all day. Yeah, and, Chast- and I could see where Ryan Blaney might make up some time. Yeah, and, and it, it's just a crapshoot at Talladega in the road course at the Roval. The guys from Blind Spotting NASCAR Podcast will preview that one for you guys. But yeah, I, I'm with you, man. It's, it's anybody's race, but and Wallace has a win there, regardless if it's rain short or not. It still says win there at Talladega. I mean, he's led plenty of laps at Dega. Yeah, uh, but it's a it's still you you can lead all the laps, but boy, it's a big what if. Yeah, and that kind of covered what I, we were talking about, who's looking good and who's sitting and who should be worried going into the round of 12 there at Talladega. But speaking of Talladega, last year, like I said at the top of the show, you, me, Austin, and Eddie were there. If, mm-hmm. if you were to give advice to a first-time fan of going to Talladega, what would it be? If I was to give advice yeah. to a fan, you said? Yeah, to a fan who says, comes up to you and says, Hey, Charlie, I've never been to Talladega before. I'm going this weekend. What should I expect? A great atmosphere, I, I would start with. Which, granted, when you get to races, it, it's a different atmosphere, period. Yeah, absolutely. But but Dega is just different. So, now, yeah, have I been to a whole lot of tracks? No, absolutely not. But I just feel like there's something different about being at a super speedway. Yeah, so, yeah you're right there. But, I mean, as a guy who's been to Daytona, it was kind of like Daytona. You, you know, and as far as the racing. Now, the atmosphere, I really do think the company you keep at the races makes a difference. You, me, and Austin had a great time there. So much fun. I go back and listen to Talladega Nights episode a year ago. I think it was episode 150. And you'll see just how much fun we had between just going to Walmart and going me going to McDonald's and into the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> Man, I done forgot about that almost. I, I don't know but, how you forgot yeah. about that, but yeah, I, I, I'm talking about we started that weekend off with a bang. Yeah, we did, it, but I think it's more the show, the company you keep. It was such a fun hey, weekend. Joker come out the door with high heels on. Yeah, no, that not, not that far there. Not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it, to me, you know, and the guys from uh, chair gating. We we when we had the collaboration show a few weeks ago. He he was more than willing to debate that with me that day. Talladega's nothing but a. Uh, Daytona and, and Alabama, and he was like, no, I don't know about that. It's like, well, I think I think it was, buddy. But it just being at both and real life, okay. But it was more fun just hanging out with you in Austin. I didn't want to see Chase. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to see Chase Elliott win, but I was happy just to be there with you guys. It was a fun weekend overall. I, I would say just go there, have fun, and and don't expect unless you're in the infield. Now, I bet the party was different there on Talladega Boulevard in the infield. Yeah, we're definitely doing Talladega Boulevard next time. Yeah, and, and I think that one was one of those things where, okay, we need a camper. I'll bring mine. I'm more than happy to bring mine. But at the it's same time. It's going to be Mari's first race. Oh, my goodness, no. 
<laughs> you, you go ahead and tell Caroline that, and and she'll she'll put you. If you music. bring Mari, I'll bring Emma. Oh, and Austin, Austin can bring Ellie. <laughs> oh no, that would just be horrible. It'd be a daddy daughter weekend. Yeah, everybody, all the daughters are staying inside, and we're just gonna sit here <laughs> before the race starts, and, and no problem. Oh my goodness, that'd be so bad. But yeah, I, I think it's really all the company you keep there. It was fun. I'm glad I checked it off my list and I got the flag to put up on my on my tailgating set up there but you know it, it was okay i think but it was more so the company you keep but that was it for talladega we'll get to our race winners here in a second but real quick here did you by any chance watch the japanese grand prix no um i ain't even watch a replay i know well, it come on like yeah it was midnight a, our time yeah it was like one in, <laughs> yeah it was midnight your time one hour time I, I watched it after church and it was a typical Lewis Hamilton win and McLaren showed up, had a great weekend there, and, and it was just... See, I didn't even know that. Hamilton actually got him a win? No, no, no. Not Hamilton for Stappen. My goodness. Oh, I don't know oh, why. okay. Well, I, I, think man, I was wondering. I was like, where, where, where'd you go with that? I, I think I'm just so used to saying Hamilton like, winning back in the day. Did he wreck the whole field and not get penalized for it? No, no. Hamilton <laughs> didn't win. He's not a contender anymore. But at the same time, Red Bull did secure their... Constructors Championship. We should see it not this weekend, but next weekend. Maybe Verstappen, if everything falls into place, he should have won it this weekend. If he would have won Singapore, or not Singapore, but um, yeah, Singapore, the Singapore Grand Prix. But that wasn't meant to be. Not this weekend at Japan for Max Verstappen securing his third drivers' championship in a row. Yeah, but yeah, it was a status quo weekend overall. I mean, Verstappen dominated. Red Bull secured the. Constructors Championship. Here we go again for 2024. That's all I'm going to say about that. Give it a couple weeks, and Verstappen will win. And the only race I've watched, probably outside of all of that, is Las Vegas coming up here. I understand that. But, yeah, that, that was all I got to say about Red Bull right there. As far as this weekend's races, if you're going there to the Talladega Super Speedway, the truck race will be Saturday, November 30th, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. And Sunday, October 1st at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC will be the Cup Series. Charlie, who do you have winning the Cup and Truck Race this weekend from Talladega? It's my buddy. I'm going to go with Grant in the Truck Series and right. Chevrolet. All right, Grant in the Truck Series. He's, he's won there before. But the Cup Series, I feel like it's up in the air with them. I say non-playoff driver. Wow, Okay. And as strong as Ford's been restricting plate tracks lately, I say Harvick gets his final win. I like that. Harvick getting his final win at Talladega. That would be a party if I've ever seen one there. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Truck Series for me, I'm going outside the route, the cutoff line here. Ben Rhodes, who has success on super speedways, gets it done at Talladega, moving him and securing him into the round of four, knocking out in finger. Or maybe Hoskovar, depending on how the race goes. It, it's very close right there, but Ben Rhodes gets it done there. And for the Cup Series, I'm going to keep it inside there. And, and this is so tough, but he's been they've been so good there. I'm going with you for Fords. Brad K secures himself into the round of eight. Yep, no doubt. I, I can see that. The Blue Ovals, like you said, have won it there. He pushed his... He pushed Chris Busher there at Daytona there. They know how to work well together. But I think the boss might be a little bit greedy to get himself a win there. And, yeah. And he, he needs a win there in order to win the champ. Or or you never know. 
I mean, Matt Crafton did it a few years ago, winning the Truck Series Championship without winning a race. Why not Keselowski? Yeah. Why not Keselowski doing it without a win and just being consistent there? But, Charlie, that was our show. Do you have anything else before we head into our final thoughts here? Working on all right, man. All right. Well, let's hit our final thoughts. We're wrapping up this episode, and a fun episode it's been, but we have to tell you about one more partner here, and that is Fanatics, who has been a partner of Rambling About Racing since even when we were called in the Marvel's Weekly Racing Podcast. Find the latest and greatest NASCAR gear from T-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast from all your favorite drivers as well as NASCAR merchandise. Like, I'm a big fan of the golf bag right now. Probably won't get it, but big fan of it. But if that's your thing, you can buy anything you want there. But it's only not just NASCAR stuff. I buy all my Alabama gear from there for the upcoming Crimson Tide season coming up. My Washington Capitals gear fan. Any sport you could think of, Fanatics has you covered. Follow the links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions for our show in order to take you to the link that will give you all access to all Fanatics. All proceeds will help out help us out here at belly up sports as well as here at rambling about racing so for all your sports gear needs go check out fanatics and they got you covered white flag white flag white flag white flag White flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. Final thoughts this week here at Ramblin' About Race. And again, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Charlie, for pretty much accepting my apology with my tail between my legs and agreeing to come back. Uh, man, we ain't going to worry about none of that. Well, I did because I looked myself in the mirror and went, Oh my gosh, what have I done? I ruined the perfectly good show. Nah. Nah. We'll bounce back here. We still got season six next year before the Daytona races, and then we'll back at it here. But, hey, thanks again for tuning in to us, whether you're at the Talladega Super Speedway or you are, again, around the world. Really do appreciate it. And uh, before we head into our final thoughts uh, this week in NASCAR, our fantasy standings here, make sure to go listen to blind spotting nascar podcast with guys from mooresville north carolina travis andrew and mike recapping the talladega races there this weekend and previewing by far one of the most fun races there and i hope they keep it on the schedule but rumors are they're not the roval at charlotte next weekend all right charlie yeah, I would hate to see that one go. I would, too. And there are a lot of people who don't like it, and I don't understand why. I thought it was the two times I've been there, great racing. One thing after another, it's just been fun. I know the last time yeah. we went, it was you, me, Preston, and my dad, and that was a fun weekend, I, although you guys were inside in the nice AC watching the football games while I was cooking. and But it was still fun, <laughs> and um, I, I, I feel like if – that were to happen again, it would just be so much more fun. But anyway, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I hope it comes back. I hope it stays. But a lot of people would like to see it go, which it is what it is at that point. But anyway, but anyway, I hope it stays. But make sure to go listen to those guys. They're really good at what they do, and they bring you really good 
analysis and interviews from time to time. All right, Charlie, leave it up to you, bud. You want to do fantasy standings or you want to do this week in NASCAR first? Uh, we'll knock off with fantasy. All right. In the Marbles 2.0, as it is formally known, as it is formally called, I should say, not formally. Uh, again, it's our fantasy series. It's free to play. Winner gets a $100 gift card, except this year, since it doubled, it is a $200 Amazon gift card. And I haven't been making my picks very well. That's my bad. But, Charlie, we'll read off the latest and greatest results from that. All right. So, we'll go with top eight, uh, being that they're really the only ones that are in any kind of hunt, depending. Yeah, I can't even disagree with you on that one. So, top eight, uh, which would be the host, uh, Matt Bamer, number eight. Number seven is the sports stove. Number six is TS Promot. Jeff, I believe that is. Uh, number five is SMR Operations, which is Preston. That is correct. That is Preston. Okay. Uh, S Blades is fourth. Matt Camper, third. Uh, I am second. And then DraftKings Research lineup is number one. Yeah, and that's James. He's won the championship two years in a row, our first and second year. But I'm just curious, how far are you back from him? Let's see. One... 123 points. You're within striking distance. Have him have I a am, but However, Matt Camper has came into the picture as well because he's only 16 behind me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I think it's between you three for the championship. We shall see. We shall see. And this week in NASCAR, September 29th, 1985, Harry Gant dominates the field to win the Holly Farms 400 at North Wilkesboro Speedway as Daryl Waltrip takes the points lead. Bill Elliott finishes outside the top 10 for the fourth consecutive race. That must have been a very big news topic if they were put it in the history books. And that happened right. September 29th, 1985 there, Charlie. I was almost born. I, I, I wasn't even born. Well, I wasn't either. I was what I said almost. Oh, okay. <laughs> give, it a, give it a few more months there. Right now. I would have been born. But, Charlie, that was our show again. Thank you for showing up, man. Really do appreciate you. Uh, hopefully... Here in the next couple weeks and definitely next season, we'll have the whole crew back, back here in the ITM Media Studio, back on YouTube, back to a little bit of normalcy. The truck, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, and eventually it's going to be fixed and drivable. But until then, I don't know. It's just, it's just there on Jack's stand. You're getting close. I'm, I'm starting to put it back together, little by little. But it is what it is. Charlie, again, thank you for showing up here. Really do appreciate it. Do you have anything else before we wrap up this week's episode? No, I think I'm good, buddy. All right, bud. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Rambling About Racing. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on your regular podcast platform. I would say YouTube, but go back and listen to previous episodes of YouTube for previous episodes of Rambling About Racing. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, now X, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest from the world of auto racing to see what's going in on, going on on our lives as well. Special thanks to our partners to the show, Stand With The Cancer, Devos Outdoor Lighting, Fanatics, and Extreme Sim Racing for all they do for here at Ramblin' About Racing and what they do for Belly Up Sports as well. For Chuck, Charlie Herc is Chuck8384, Matt Beamer, got to get a new Twitter account. Mine's all wonky and stuff. I'll shoot that out. Stay safe, and we'll see you after the roll vol.